you're listening to Boss Up, the podcast for purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and side hustlers. I'm your host, Jessica Alexander. I'm the founder and CEO of Operation Evolve, an author, speaker, coach, and the creator of Boss Babes Brunch Tour. It's my personal mission to help you gain clarity, discover your passions, and walk in your purpose. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Boss Up Podcast. Today, we are going to go in on a very important topic that needs to be brought to the table. And that is the topic of college or entrepreneurship. I have seen so many conversations online. I've heard many podcasts, blogs, short clips of people essentially telling college or college bound students that instead of spending all that money, getting into all that student loan debt, that they need to pursue entrepreneurship. As an entrepreneur, I want to see as many people enjoy a life where entrepreneurship is celebrated and where they're being successful. However, however, I have some strong opinions about it and we're going to get into that today. So buckle up for a a somewhat wild ride. Let's get into today's episode. All right, so before we even get super deep into today's conversation, I'm going to go ahead and let you know what my opinion is. Kids need to go ahead and go to college. Get your education. Now, before y'all go off of me and before y'all go ahead and just log out of today's episode, I want you to hear me out because I know there are so many conversations about student loan debt and the job market after college. But I want to share with you a perspective that I wish I had, you know, I wish someone shared this with me before I had gone into college. And I really do think it would have shaped my career and my path so much better. So don't log off just yet. You got to hear me out. Now, before I go into my perspective, I do want to share that there are some instances in which entrepreneurship is the perfect path for your 18-year-old who is going into adulthood and having to make that decision between going to choose um, going to college or pursuing this business venture. And here are, I think I have four written down. So the first thing is that you are, um, this 18 year old is a part of some type of family business. And, you know, for the majority of their formative years, they've been getting groomed for this position. So they know that they're about to step into a leadership role. They know that the plan is that the child takes over at some point. So there's a position in place. There's a salary in place. There's training in place. And they have already been working in this business for years. And now they're stepping into a leadership role that requires a full-time presence and that the parents have set them up to where they, you know, they've been learning the ropes there pretty much their entire lives. I think that's a really good Um, place to be as a child. Um, And if you are choosing between, you know, if we're just looking at apples to apples and we're saying, should I just go ahead and continue in this career that's um, already laid out for me or should I go to college to pursue something else? Um, You know, it's almost an easy decision. Like, of course, I want to, you know, help the family business, the cart, you know, the, the path has been laid for me and I want to walk on that path. Um, Another reason for an 18 year old to choose entrepreneurship in lieu of college is that they have already started their own business and it's gaining traction. 
they have an, a captive audience, they have customers. And if they choose to step out of that position and go to college full time and take away from their business, they're going to lose a lot of momentum. So if they're in a space right now where the business needs them to operate at its top capacity, then I say continue on that path. Like if you're making money, if you have your structure in place, you've got customers, your customer base is growing, you're getting traction, like don't leave that. Um, so if you're, you know, you're saying, oh, I want to stay with entrepreneurship and that's your current status, definitely I say go for it. Um, another thing that I would say is a good way to say, you know, check out this entrepreneurship life is that if you have the financial means and the support from family or friends to maintain what it is that you're doing. Um, if you've got that support in place and you've got the approval from your family and you have that, um, you're, you know that if you go on this path, um, you have support, you have people you can go to and you're not going to be left out here stranded and struggling and busted and disgusted if things go left for you know a quarter or two then again i think that's a great way to start your entrepreneurial journey last and not least well last on my list is that you have a concept an idea that's um you know that you can get a patent on that you know is going to be super profitable and you have to strike while the iron is hot now so it's not something that you can put on the back burner because maybe it's something technological. Maybe it is um, a new process. Maybe it's a different type of product. And if you don't step into it right now, um, you could potentially see other people taking advantage of the market and you don't want to lose detraction or you don't want to not be first to market with this concept that you're coming out with. Um, and, you know, just for example, let's say, for example, I'm an 18 year old and I came out with the Keurig back in the day. And, you know, I've got my prototype in place. I've got interest in place. I've got meeting with investors in place. But in three months, I either have to start college or I can continue to push this forward. But if I know if I don't push it forward, then all the other people who are in this space are going to potentially do some R&D. They're going to potentially see that this is an opportunity and they're going to be first to market. So if you have an opportunity to be first to market in something and you have the resources, you have the plan, you have everything put in place for you to do it, then yes, that is the time for you to choose entrepreneurship over education. Now, I'm going to go into my reasons, my personal reasons, not only from my experience as an 18 year old, but um you know, for years, I have created mentorship programs. I was Miss Black Alabama USA 2014. And a big part of my platform was going into these schools to have conversations with students in this age range about, you know, pretty much about adulting and a life in life and how to position themselves for success. And a lot of what I have found is that these students really aren't mature enough and ready to, you know, to be entrepreneurs. So that's, I'm going to go into my reasons based off of my experience. Cause I'm not just talking about this, you know, theoretically, this is what these students have shown me. So the first thing, like I stated, is a lack of maturity, self-awareness and discipline. And entrepreneurship requires all three. Now I look back to 18 year old Jessica and yes, I was responsible I definitely was not as self-aware as I believe 
an entrepreneur going into this for the first time should be. I lacked discipline because I think back to my freshman year of college of being able to create my own schedule, being able to select my own classes, having to balance, you know, my health, having to balance my part time job, having to balance my classes. I did not have all of that in place. And the thing is, is that as a student, you know, for your for the majority of your life, everything is pretty much laid out for you. You just have to show up. You know, when you I mean, even though you have a little bit of options picking whether or not you want to take an AP class versus a regular class, like that's one option. But it's another thing to be in charge of your schedule every single day. And unless as a child or as a teen, your parents or your educators have been creating an atmosphere for you to develop that level of discipline, that level of awareness and to create that maturity And even in doing so, you're still young. Your brain still isn't fully developed. You don't have it all together. And I can honestly say, you know, and this might be the old person in me jumping out, but like especially with the increase of technology, you just see so much, you know, there's so much squirrel brain going on, such a lack of focus in um, a lot of our youth. And it's those are not good characteristics to try and build a business off on. And that's what college provides students. It provides that space for you to develop in those areas. So that's one reason why I think that children need to move into this next step, because it's like you need to develop some character. Um, You need to develop some traits that are going to sustain you in business outside of just having a good product or a good service. You know what I'm saying? So. Lacking maturity, self-awareness and discipline. And I'm pretty sure that anyone in education um, can they can co-sign me on this. And I'm telling you, I have been in the schools. I've worked with students for years and I'm not saying that these skills can't be developed. And I'm not saying that there isn't a group of students who possess these traits. But from what I have seen, majority are not prepared to lead a business by themselves at 18. Um, The second thing is that entrepreneurship straight up is just hard. You know, you have grown people who have the resources, have the network, have the credit score to go into the bank to get that business loan, know how to put the business plan together, have the gift of gab and can, you know, sell water to the ocean. But when it comes to them, stepping into their own business and having to run all aspects of it, they fall short because it's hard. And I've never been the entrepreneur to sit here and blow smoke and tell y'all that, oh man, this is the easy thing ever. Like I'm going into year five of having a business and year three of being full-time and it's still hard. So having a little bit of longevity and having a little bit of staying power is something that is developed over time. And it's not something to be taken. You know, you can't just be frivolous going into entrepreneurship. And what I see so much is all of these little quick tips online. And it's gassing up these kids to think that, oh, they're just going to launch this business and they're going to be instant millionaires. But the path there is difficult. And yeah, I'm going to go into some other things throughout this episode, but the path there is not 
easy. It's not just here's a roadmap. Good luck. It's literally can be like a roller coaster. And when I talk about that lack of maturity, self-awareness and discipline, when you don't have those in place, it's easy for you to say, you know what? Drop me off at the next exit because this ain't for me. Because, again, this is a difficult journey. And I don't think there's any entrepreneur out there who will tell you that it isn't. The third thing is that um, a lot of people who are pushing this narrative that these kids should go into entrepreneurship, they're not really trying to be with them for the long haul. And I'm not trying to throw any shade at anyone, but you have so many people saying, you know, skip college, get your money. By the time you, you know, by the time you then spend all that money getting an education, you could have made X, Y, and Z. But my thing is this, as this child is taking your advice and pursuing this business that you told them to pursue, are you really going to be with them the entire time mentoring them? Are you going to be with them when they don't have any money? Are you going to put some money in their account when they spent their last getting their business license, when they spent their last um, getting the web design and getting these flyers made or doing taking the course or doing the things that all of these LLC Twitter and Instagram gurus have told them to do? Nine times out of 10, the answer is no. And especially if these children are coming from homes or from networks where entrepreneurship is not a thing and you don't have an uncle to get advice from. You don't have a grandparent to get loan from. You don't have that network. You know, something you'll hear a lot about in raising money for your business. You talk about that friends and family round of of raising capital for your business. A lot of people don't have that network to raise that capital. So as you're pushing this child into entrepreneurship, are you going to be there for the low points? And my fear is that a lot of these kids are listening to this advice and thinking that the people who are God and them in this direction are going to be with them for the long haul. But when they need that help and they need that support, it's good luck, Neff. You got this, sis. Just keep pushing. Just pray. That's not going to be enough. So if you're going to push these children's direction, you need to make sure that you're ready to support them, provide counsel, provide wisdom, provide resources as they are on the journey. And for your adult who's had some life experience, these things I just talked about, they could be minor roadblocks. Minor speed bumps before that really not fully developed 18 year old who really hasn't had too much life experience outside of their household and outside of school and maybe some extracurricular activities. These can be some things that this this can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So my my advice for an 18 year old who doesn't have you know, who doesn't have those four things I talked about earlier, which are, you know, you have the family business that's already being in place. You already have traction. You already have that networking guidance or you have some financial support to make sure that you um, that you're not left out here bad if things go left. And if you have that unique idea that is definitely going to be a game changer in the marketplace, then this is why you need to go ahead and check out traditional education, because I know how glamorous everything looks on social media these days. But a lot of it is, as the kids say, all cap. (laughs) It's smoke and mirror, guys. Like a lot of it is not as easy as it seems. And, you know, before I go into why a traditional education is important, I have seen so many entrepreneurs who you would have thought were bringing in six figures a week the way that they position themselves and show themselves online 
only for a year or a year and a half later for them to talk about how they're just bouncing back for their repossession or they had the worst year of their life and they were almost out of business. But if you look at their stuff online, they're telling, you know, you think that, you know, they're posting these sales figures and all this other stuff and making you think that it's easy. And I just I really hate to see it because so many people are missing out on what positive attributes of college exist to pursue entrepreneurship based off of information that someone gave them that was false and was, you know, a false narrative that they were trying to create so that you could think that they were at a position that they really had not arrived at yet. That's just not good for these 18 year olds. Okay, so if you are an ambitious 18 year old, if you are a parent, an aunt, a grandparent to an ambitious 18 year old who's listening to this episode right now, and you are saying college or entrepreneurship, I want you to listen to this. So the first things first, we have this conversation about finances in college because we know that college is getting more expensive. Student loan debt is through the roof. And one thing I realized when I got to college, and it's something that I just didn't even know about in college, were the financial opportunities that existed post high school. Because the way I saw it was that, you know, if you didn't secure those scholarships before college, if you didn't get those, you know, those grants, whatever, you didn't get the, you know, I know they have like PAC, I believe. You know, if you didn't get all that before college, then pretty much you either are going to be stuck with loans or you'll get some type of grant. And that's going to be how you pay for your college. But little did I know is that even once you get into college, you know, there's still scholarship opportunities there. There's still grant opportunities there. So, you know, for the student who maybe was not full ride ready when they got to college and not getting, you know, offers to be in the honors college, I didn't realize that, you know, if you get a certain GPA, you can apply for scholarships while you're in college. And that's something that I didn't know. So I'm dropping that with y'all because I I just simply did not know. I thought that if you didn't get it in high school, then it's over with for you. And it's really important for college, I mean, for students to know, even if you weren't the top performer in high school, that once you get to college, you get a a clean slate your freshman year. And if you excel academically, there are going to be additional financial opportunities for you. So maybe if you do have to get a small loan or maybe you're eligible for um, some type of grant, you know, you may not have to worry about that your second semester or your second year because you will qualify for additional funds. But again, these are things that you have to seek and you have to look for because nothing is showing up on a silver platter. Um, Another thing is actually just doing some research into what colleges are providing um, scholarship and academic um, opportunities. I mean, financial opportunities for you or your your students or the student in your life. Because another thing I wish I had done a little bit more research on or had a little bit more education on was, you know, the certain schools that were providing financial free rides, you know, for what my GPA was and what my academic standing was. And I think a lot of students 
you know, even like myself, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'll put myself on blast. You know, you want to go to the big college where, you know, it's the big football school or, you know, it's a lot of fun and it's the most recognizable. But you can get a great education anywhere. You know, you'll be able to have a party. You'll be able to turn up. But that's not the most important thing. If you know that you don't have parents who are going to be providing those funds for college for you, then you need to do something on your end to make sure that you're not struggling when you come out of college, to make sure that you're not in a bunch of debt. And you can do that by doing research on different scholarship opportunities, by looking at maybe some smaller colleges, and you'll position yourself um, better off in the long run. But, you know, that was one of my saddest things, you know, even being Miss Black Alabama and traveling across the state and speaking to students is really realizing how much information they did not have and how much they did not know about their own options when it came to paying for college. And, you know, it's a, it, I, you can't just blame the schools. You can't just blame the parents. There's just, you know, there's a lot of lack of information out there. And again, if you're listening to this, you know, when you know better, you do better. So make sure that if you have students who are in your life that, you know, as early as ninth grade, that they're starting to search for different scholarship options, different essay contests. You know, for me, the one thing I really wish I knew about was the world of pageantry, because there's so much scholarship money when you choose the right pageant system. And I know so many young women who have never paid a penny for college. And it's simply because they competed in pageants and got lots of scholarship money. So like I said, when you know better, you do you do better. And when it comes to finances in college and making sure that your stuff is paid for, there are several options and you don't have to stress yourself out trying to, um, you know, trying to get all these loans when there's so many other options out there for you. So do your research. Know that you still can get scholarships once you get into college. Make sure you're applying for college for college scholarships as early as they're available and look for additional ways to get money, even when you're in college, like being an RA, you know, to take care of your housing, to, you know, any type of means. There's several ways to continue to increase money. Now, once you when, once we're done with this money piece, because it is a very important factor, the next thing you want to think about is going into college with a strategy. Again, another thing that I wish someone had sat down and told me, because if you are going into college with entrepreneurship on the on the brain or even if you're going into college with another career path, you know, that's a nine to five on the brain, you still need to go into college with a strategy in place. And what does that look like? It looks like setting out some goals. You know, I need to join these types of organizations. I need to join these professional organizations. I need to get me a mentor when I come on the campus who's either in the major that I want to be in or maybe a grad student who I can sit down with maybe every one once a month or once every two weeks to ask questions, who is willing to be on call and help me through this process. You know, so what people do I need to associate myself with? What organizations do I need to join? What leadership positions am I going to pursue? What classes do I need to take? What professors do I not only need to enroll in their classes, but do I need to develop a personal relationship with during my, my, pro, during my years here at this institution? Those are important things. And like I said, 
These are that one thing. If I could go back and tell Jessica one thing, it wouldn't even be the finances part. It would be the strategy part. And that's what I do now. You know, that's why strategy is so important to me um, in entrepreneurship, because your strategy really does. It does play the biggest role in your outcome. We know that everything doesn't always turn out the way that we want it to be as is written on um, paper. But when we have a game plan and we're able to work the plan, we have a better chance of success. You know, I went to a big football school. I went to Auburn and, you know, it's a football school. And it's like, you know, you can have talented players go out on the football field. But if you're just leaving it up to them and you don't give them a game plan or a game strategy as a coach, then they're just out there. You can have, you know, Cam Newton talent with a zero and 12 season, or is it zero and 14? You can have them with a losing season because there's no strategy in place. But when you're able to strategize, then you're able to move forward with so much more ease and so much more peace, and you'll start seeing things falling into place. So if you are going into a college as an entrepreneur, you need to be coming in thinking like, okay, how can I you know, how can I get my business going? How can I get the support of the college? How can I meet certain people? What clubs, you know, all these things, what clubs do I need to be a part of? That's an important thing. Organizations, who can I connect with? Those are going to be very, very important factors as you are thinking about being in business for yourself one day while going to this collegiate institution, institution and getting your education. So creating a strategy is key. It's key if you want to walk out of that institution and walk into your own full-time business, okay? So let's go into the next thing. So now that we've talked about these two major things, getting your finances and putting your strategy in place, here are, in my opinion, the four reasons why as a, an aspiring entrepreneur, you have to go ahead and just go to college. And picking the right institution is important, but these are four really great things that you will get from going to college if you are believing that you're going to be an entrepreneur and wanting to be an entrepreneur, but you don't have all of your ducks in a row just yet. So the first thing is developing a network. Networking is a great way for you to build connections, to get resources, to meet people in different fields that you that will be able to help you along your journey. But in college, you have a access to thousands of students, hundreds of professors, hundreds of adjuncts who are going, you know, advisors, people who can push you faster and closer to your vision than if you were out here trying to do everything by yourself. Because like I talked about earlier, you're gonna be in different organizations, you're gonna be in different classrooms, you're gonna be in different clubs, you're gonna have different advice, like you're gonna have this network of people that you can draw on. So I listen to my favorite podcast outside of the Boss Up podcast is How I Built This with God Rise. It's an NPR podcast, I refer it to everyone because it just shares all these stories of these incredible founders who have these successful brands. And I can tell you in almost every episode I've listened to, and I started listening to this back in 2018 when I was on the road for Boss Babes Brunch Tour, the one thing that I heard consistently with these 
um, with these founders is that once they had this business concept in their mind, their very next step was to enroll in business school. Now, of course, it was to get the education, but they're like, you know, I can find my co-founder here. I can build my network here. I know they have good access to resources. I know that the network that I develop just by having this education or having this on my resume is going to take me places, is going to give me access to a, a group of people that I wouldn't have access to otherwise. So the network that you can develop from being in, a, in college alone is Something that you can't, I mean, you can buy it because you're paying for the education, but it's something that you're just not going to get out there, you know, day to day. And, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but a lot of times it isn't what you know, it's who you know. And building those really meaningful connections can catapult you in your career. Like, do you think that? If I have a network of people who know that I do brand strategy and someone asks them, you know, man, I really need some branding or I need some marketing for my business. They're not going to say, oh, go to Google. I'm sure you can find something. They're going to say, oh, well, I have someone in my network who's excellent at this. Let me refer you to them. That's what a network can do for you versus you feeling like you have to, you know, create, you know, something new all the time, build these, you know, cold call people go to every single networking event that you possibly can go to, you can build and tap into your network in college. And that's a great thing, especially when you don't have everything put together. So you're going to meet some incredible people who are going to play a pivotal role in your future. You have access to these people. And that's something that you will develop as you've created your call, you've created your strategy and a part of your strategy is, you know, connecting with people, joining different organizations, joining a fraternity or a sorority, whether it be, you know, a, a social or professional, because many exist. But you're going to develop a network of people and you're going to have access to them. And that's going to last you for years, maybe a lifetime. So don't take that for granted, because I'm telling you that, you know, and not only that. Your network of people, your net, your the network that your college has, you know, the people connected to the university, your college brings those people in. And now where you thought that you were going to a regular seminar, now you're, you know, you're in front of CEOs, you're in front of CFOs, you're in front of CMOs of these major corporations. And you won't have that access a lot of times just out here doing it by yourself. I'm not saying that it's impossible. What I'm saying is, is that it's easier in college to build that network and to leverage the network that is like literally on a silver platter in front of you. That's where the strategy I talked about comes into place. I'm going to say strategy probably a few more times during this episode, but that's where that comes into place. But the network is key and you have to be able, you have to learn how to leverage it. So. The network is something that is going to be priceless that you may not be able to get as an 18 year old just starting and you're out here and you don't have all these things available to you. The next thing I want to talk about is that college is a safe place to fail. Now, as much as we hype up entrepreneurship, I don't want to sit here and pretend like every single business makes it because it doesn't. In fact, in my college town, there's one restaurant spot that 
during my years there, there was probably a different restaurant there every single year. Every business does not make it. But when you're in that safe space, when you're in college and you said, you know what, oh, I think I want to launch this shoe resale business and you get a little bit of traction, but then you realize that one, it's not getting, it's not growing the way you want it to grow, or maybe you've just lost interest in it. Now you're not just out here and you have a place where you can develop more things. You can iterate more ideas. You can connect with more people and talk out these ideas more. You, you know, you can share something with the professor and they can probably say, you know, what? Um, sounds like a good idea. But here's some research as to where it's been done or here. I'll let you test it out in the classroom. I'll let you pitch during this workshop. You know, you can you can have success or you can fail there. But if you fail there, it's not going to be anything that's going to crush you because you have a buffer. You have a place where you can bounce back. And that is something that, you know, they say the real world, you know, welcome to the real world because it's hard out here. And you don't want, you know, I mean, of course, they say, you know, you know, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. I can give you a few other cliche statements, but. You don't want to be out here bad and t- struggling if you don't have to. You know, just imagine if you have a, a an infant stage business and you really don't know what all you have that's possible. You know, you don't you don't know whether it's going to work out or not. But you have this place, you have this college, you have these you know opportunities to test out different concepts, and if it fails. On to the next. If it succeeds, you know, your college might even back you up to make sure that you are positioned to grow. But in the real world, you may not have as much access to those opportunities, if any access at all. So it's a safe place to fail. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is, you know, I stated this earlier, but resources and access. Like, just imagine. If your target audience is 18 to 22 year olds, now you are in a place where that's literally everyone. It's a place for you to survey. It's a place for you to test. But mainly it's a place where you get resources. You have professors that you can go to and ask questions about and they can share with you their network of people. You have equipment. You know, if you like These colleges, they have invested millions of dollars in equipment, in research studies, in case studies, in places where you can develop these things. Even if you want to create a podcast, I promise you there's a place on your campus where you can record or you can edit. There are people, there are students who have the skill set to edit. You know, there's photography for your branding. Like there's so much access to resources on your college campus that you will have to pay an arm and a leg for in the real world. But when you, can, when you have access to those people and everyone's trying, everyone's learning, everyone's growing, you're going to be able to either get it for a heavily discounted rate, if not for free. You have access to all these resources. You have the library. You have these labs. You have the different colleges. So let's say, for example, you want to open up a, a boutique, but you don't know how to sew. You don't know how to create patterns, but your college has a a, a, a place, you know, the University of Ten has a college for design. You know, you have this concept for this app, but you don't know how to get it to market. But, you know, there's a business school on campus. 
you have access to resources. You're not getting that. You know, you can you still have resources in the real world, but the access and the ease to get them, it exists in college in a way that it's not going to exist for someone who doesn't have, you know, that college student ID. A college professor is going to want to work with you more when you are enrolled in his class and able to go to office hours versus you sending him an email asking for some help. Like, I'm just saying. So the resources and the access to information, the access to tools, the access to people, the access to pretty much everything you need exists in college. And another thing I want to talk about is, you know, businesses cost money to run. And yes, in 2021, the startup costs are a lot lower. You don't have to order bulk quantities anymore. You don't have to pre-order. You don't really need a whole bunch of startup money. But in college with these ideas, you have all these pitch competitions. You have all of these different incubators that you're able to enroll in. You have these summer programs that your professors share with you and you're not getting that access as a citizen, <laughs> like as a, you know, regular old Jessica versus college enrolled student Jessica. Like you, there's opportunities, there's access, there's resources, there are grants. There's so much that you get as a college student. And the the biggest thing I want to talk about when I talk about access and resources, one of the biggest things you get as a college student is that you get a lot more grace. You get a lot more grace. The, the world is tough and they'll, you know, chew you up and spit you out. That's just facts. But as a college student, when you're trying and you're not expected to have it all together, because I promise you the expectations are going to be different when you're presenting at a conference for college students versus just out here at a pitch competition. Not having it all together in college works in your benefit in a way that it will not work for you at the bank trying to get a loan. You feel me? So you get a lot of grace as a college student because you're still learning. You're still iterating. You're still tweaking things. You're still figuring it. You're still figuring it out. But as a normal person trying to enter a pitch competition or trying to get a loan from the bank or trying to get this um, property or trying to get this business credit card, you're not going to get the same grace as a college student. So when you don't have everything figured out, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you. But when you're in college, not only do you get the grace, but the people are so willing to help you, so willing to help push the vision forward because they see you trying and they see you in college doing your thing. And they want to make sure that if you're a part of this institution and you're out here, you're prepared, you have your resources, you have everything in place. And that's a benefit that you definitely want. Especially when, you know, when it comes down to, you know, getting that getting the twenty five thousand dollar funds for your business or getting some materials or getting anything you need. You need that grace. You need that support. And that's what being in college can provide for you. But the last and most important thing that you're going to get is the actual education. OK, you know, entrepreneurship, like I say, is not for the faint of heart. And what I find and being a strategist now is that a lot of people really don't have the education, um, the, you know, not saying that they don't have not that they're, that, that they're uneducated, but 
you need to know the language of your industry. You need to know about theory and what things work and why certain things work, what it takes to grow. You need to know, like, you know, I have a business administration degree. So, I, you know, you need to learn about supply chain. You need to learn about logistics. You need to learn about different marketing terms and concepts. And yes, I know I can hire people to do that. Or when I make enough money, I can pay people with degrees to do that. And that's great for Diddy to say or someone like Diddy to say, you know, while they are billionaires, multimillionaires now and actually have the funds to do it. But first starting out, they didn't have all that. And I'm here to tell you that it's so much easier for you when you know the language of your business, when you when you understand concepts, when you understand why certain things work and why certain things don't, when you understand marketing theory and consumer behavior, when you have education on branding and brand, you know, why certain colors work or certain words work, when you have an understanding of logistics and how you need to get the um product or service delivered to your target audience. It's important understanding who your target audience is. And when you step into the meetings, it's important for you to understand the language that's being spoken in the room. And I'm not talking about Espanol or Francais. I'm talking about understanding marketing concepts, understanding terms, understanding what a net 30 means. And of course, you can learn all of these things without getting a traditional education. Yes, I know. Books exist. Webinars exist. Coaches exist. But as you are starting out, understanding the language of your industry, understanding what the people who are cutting the checks are talking about and being being able to connect with them and converse with them and to sell yourself in that room of venture capitalists, being able to get that pitch, those pitch funds, being able to stand in front of any type of audience and share your business concept, knowing how to create the elevator pitch. Those are things that can be developed. Getting that formal education is important. I don't care what anyone says. I know that it's possible to make it without it because we point out people like Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. But again, where did Mark start? In college. So you may not even finish it up, but guess what? They got their start in college and you can start there too. So I know that, you know, I just want to say if I could just go back, go back in time and talk to 18 year old Jessica, wide eyed, rose colored glasses, Jessica, who was going into college, you know, with goals, with ambition, but really no strategy. I would just say be strategic. Leverage your college opportunities because there is so much that you can do when you connect with the right people during your college career who are going to go places and that they're going to be able to recall conversations and that they're going to be able to recall interactions with you or being in that club with you or being in that class with you. And it's going to mean something in the long, long haul. So you want to be strategic. I would say be strategic, Jessica, and look for more opportunities to develop as a leader, because if you are going to be CEO, you need to learn how to lead. And leadership is not, you know, something that you just learn overnight. You have to develop it over time. And I would say position yourself as a leader. Take advantage of leadership opportunities. Leverage the abundant resources around you. 
yes, leverage those resources. As an entrepreneur, I can say that I love where I am now. I love it, but I just really want to make sure that students who are looking to pursue entrepreneurship, that they are that they understand what it takes to actually thrive in this world. And I know that it seems like it's so easy, but it's, it's a path and it takes time and it takes effort. It takes finances. It takes a team. It takes support. And all of that can start in college. So I don't want you to make rash decisions to skip out on college because you think that entrepreneurship is easier, that you can get your money earlier. I get it. I get it. But I really want you to create a plan for yourself. And I hope that that plan does involve college because college can provide you with so many benefits that might be so much more difficult to get access to as a, you know, a regular citizen here in this world. And for that reason, I wrote my book, Boss Up, Pursue Your Purpose with Confidence, is because if you know what direction you want to go in, it provides you with a blueprint for you to get there. And I provide the link for you to grab the book in the show notes. And I would love for you to pick up a copy for yourself or for that, you know, college student or the person going into college in your life. But if you are looking into entrepreneurship, there are so many paths. There's no one right way to do it. But I will say that if you are debating between education and entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you can do both. And by pursuing education and entrepreneurship simultaneously, I think the path will be so much more easier. The access to resources will be much more easier. And your exit from college into entrepreneurship, will you'll, you'll be set up like none other. So. I hope today's episode was really helpful for you and gave you a little bit of clarity. If you or a child in your life is having this, this um, having this conversation right now, if you need some additional support or have questions, feel free to send me a DM. Um, I'll put my link to my Instagram in the show notes along with my email. And I'm looking forward to seeing y'all in the next episode. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. If you found today's podcast episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share with your tribe. Also, check out coaching programs and upcoming events from our website, operationevolve.com. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next week.